with uh, another episode of uh, Race 22 uh, podcast. Uh, on the line, I've got uh, Roger Johnson on one line, and I've got uh, Ron Barfield from uh, Dillon Motor Speedway on the other line. First off, Roger, uh, welcome to the show tonight, man. Thanks, man. Glad to be here again. It's, uh, it's always good rap with you guys. We'll uh, let's get into Ron, see what he's got to say. I'm, I'm interested to say, trying times right here, we got to hear from some guys that have been around a while absolutely for sure and uh, you know like i said we got ron barfield from dylan motor speedway uh, on the other line he's uh you know another one of these promoters that's uh you know wanting to get a race in uh, ron uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to us tonight well i appreciate you having me on i got just got what through watching the, the south carolina governor and the president talk on television and i'm probably one of the i'm probably like a lot of uh, racetrack owners at the moment to where I'm trying to pick apart every sentence that the president says and how he says it and what they mean and everything else. I'm probably like all the other racetrack owners in the, in America at the moment. Yeah, a- absolutely for sure. I mean, I think that's what uh, everybody's doing. Well, I-, I didn't get to uh, watch that tonight. Uh, what 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 you learn from the president tonight? Oh, hey, you know what? I mean, he's going to try to start opening up some of the the country. I think some of the states that don't have a you know, problems like other states and stuff like that, you know, to start doing a guideline type deal, you know, to where you got a, uh, where there has to be 14 days of the, the spike, you know, where they can move to the next phase and stuff like that. So I really don't know what they're really saying. I mean, I've, I've listened to it, you know, it looks like it's going to be a while before we can, um, it looks like we, it could be a while before we could get to racing, but, you know, maybe everything uh, uh, shape up and and get to where we can race. I mean, I'm I'm one of them racetrack owners and and promoters that, you know, I I just want to race. I mean, you know what? I I want my racetrack open to where I can go enjoy all my my racers and my fans and 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 everybody like that. I mean, all of them are my friends, and that's where I want to be anyway. So, you know, I probably want to race as bad as the racers want to race right now. Right, right. I, I think at this point we're all kind of in that boat, man. I mean, you know, we're, you know, this uh, this little uh, shutdown's kind of uh, left us all, you know, uh, I, I think probably appreciating racing a lot more than we appreciated it before. Oh, oh definitely. And, and, and you know what, I'll tell you what, around my area, and I'm sure I'm not like, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm no different than other areas. You know, there's a lot of people that's scared right now. You know, I mean, you got a lot of people that are, that have been watching the TVs and, and, um, it, you know, it sounds like gloom and doom and, and everything, but you have a, a lot of people that are scared right now, but you know, South Carolina, I mean, you know, they got most of the people staying home from work, but I, I tell you what, I went today and, uh, I was getting some stuff for a house that I've been working on. I'm trying to get ready to sell on a piece of real estate. And, and I'm telling you what, I went to Lowe's and I ain't never seen that many people in the Lowe's parking lot in all my life. Um, you know, they, they were out spending money. I mean, I, there must be some stimulus checks must've got some people because I'm telling you what, there was, there was more cars in the parking lot than I've ever seen at, at my local Lowe's. And you know what? I didn't even go in. I, I, I pulled up in the parking lot. I've been trying to stay to myself a little bit and, and everything, but I pulled up in that parking lot and I said, you know what? I ain't going in that, you know, just, just too many people. So, you know, I know people are dying for a racetrack to open and, and they're wanting to go see racing, and just like us, I mean, we want we want to we want to put the races on for them. But you know, it's just trying times, and 
you know, I, I mean, I've been snowed out, I've been hurricaned out, but I haven't. I mean, this is the first time I've ever got virus out. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, definitely different for sure. I know uh, the other day, I, I guess you were uh, scheduled for another race this uh, this weekend, uh, but uh, you moved it, pushed it back to uh, May the second. Um, I know you spoke about the timeline there a little bit. Uh, I mean, do you feel like that uh, May second is something that uh, something that you're going to be able to make happen, or do you think that's uh, you know just overly optimistic? Well, I've been very fortunate. That this year that I've got the my New Year's Bash race in. I've got a first race, my first mass race. I got put in on uh, May the 7th weekend or March the 7th weekend. And I was a week from running my March 21st race whenever all this, this shut down. And basically, you know, I basically wrote my schedule on my internet um, on, the, on the website. I basically wrote my schedule up through about July. You know, and one of the reasons why I didn't write anything past July is because in my area here, you know, Myrtle Beach Speedway is kind of up in the air about what's going on with the sale and stuff like that. And I've been trying to make it to where I didn't race on the same weekends as the racetracks around here, whether it's Florence Motor Speedway or whether it's Myrtle Beach Speedway. You know, I try to run on opposite weekends. And, you know, the reason why I didn't write my races past July is because a lot of the dates that I was going to run in August and September dates that 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 Myrtle Beach is actually running and with all the news that was going on with it I just kind of waited to write those dates because I didn't want to have to change them later on so you know so I put a schedule out till July and you know my first race was the New Year's Bash and then the, the March 7th race and then I had a 21st race and I didn't get to do it so the next race on the schedule was was April the 18th you know that one's not going to happen I had to uh, call it off so I just went straight to my schedule for what the May 2nd race is. So, um, you know, you know, again, again, I'm hoping I want to get back racing, you know, me sitting here listening to the, the governors and everything for the state of South Carolina and everything and, and what their plan is, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to run May, uh, May the 2nd. So, you know, but that's just me looking at it here. If I don't get to do the May the, the, the second race, you know, my next one on the schedule is May the 23rd. You know, that one might be a possibility. So, you know, I was just looking at it as, you know, hopefully something to get turned loose. Maybe they will, you know, one of the things that they've done in South Carolina is they um, stopped all the boat landings and all the lakes and, and everything around here. You can't go and use any of the state boat landings. Well, today during the press conference, the governor release those restrictions so i was hoping that they would they would release some restrictions so it's been kind of going off the schedule um going from if i can't do this one i'll get it ready for the next one you know vice versa and you know like um i'm hoping that things might change might get a little bit better you know it's a it's a big hope but you know like i was telling you today you know we could be june before we we could be the summertime before we get going i just you got to see how things happen but uh, Langley and I have been discussing a lot of different things, much I'm sure like you and most of the people you're involved with. What happens if we have a soft open here where you can't have fans or at least a small conglomeration of fans? What What, what is your angle? What, what are you going to try to do? You, you know, we know we can't make the race or make the whole purse. Everybody wants to get back to the track. Everybody's trying to find good content. What, what is your plan? 
Well, I mean, you know, uh, you know, you know, I've kind of looked at it. I mean, you know, number one, like I was telling you a while ago, I think a lot of people are scared right now. I think there's a lot of, I like there's a lot of fans, you know, just like, um, you know, I'm married. Most of us are married. We got so a lot of us have kids. And, you know, whenever you go to look at that racetrack, you know, when I was saying that a lot of people are scared right now, let's say a race goes on this coming weekend. You know, how many wives are going to be out there that's going to say, you know, honey, don't go to that racetrack. I don't want you to go out there and get our kids sick, come back and get something and get our kids sick, you know. So I think a lot of people are going to be very, very conservative whenever they do decide to go to a race, you know, like, and, 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 and like you were talking about soft openings and stuff like that. It's hard to do it without fans, okay? You know, but I told Langley today, I said, you know, I've had races where I run my racetrack to where I've had 100 people in the grandstands, okay? And whenever you take 100 people in the grandstands, back in the days, back in the 80s and the 90s, you know, these promoters, you know, they'd open the gates up and they'd have 1,500 people in the grandstands, okay? Well, all of us know that we're sitting here, you know, and don't have the fans that we used to have to come to these events. And, 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 and Langley asked me today, he said, you know, Hey, are you going to try to do it without fans? And and I told him, I said, you know, I had some races last year where I had 200 people in the grandstands. I said, well, everybody's scared to death right now. There might not be but 100 people in the grandstands that I average ticket of $10 a piece. I mean, heck, we're talking about $1,000, okay? Um, you know, we got, we got million-dollar racetracks that we've built. You know, we've got purses that would be $20,000 a night. We've got expenses that are uh, employee expenses of $4,000 a night. So the, in, in the scheme of things, that $1,000 from the grandstands, you know what? It's kind of a, it's kind of a, um, it's like a small bucket, if you know what I mean, compared to what it costs each race to run these races. So, you know, if I could race right now, you know, I look at everything as a, as a full season. I look at it, I don't look at my racetrack as, okay, we're going to run um, 15 races. If I don't, if I come, if I co- don't come out in the green this race, then I hope that the green, it comes out in the green the next race. But our times that we are right now, as bad as people want to race, you know, even if I lost money, even if I lost a good bit of money, I would still try to run that race just to get the races in for the 2020 season. You know, like, um, anytime rain comes or something like that, you kind of know what's going on. You know, we're going into this knowing, hey, it's probably not going to be the best night anyway. Um, but the biggest thing is, is if I could run, let's say if I could run May the second, I might not be able to run again until, I might not be able to run again until, you know, June the 1st. You know, but if I could get that race in, then it would satisfy my local racers and my local cars. And that, that, that come and race with me all the time. And I look at it as a, a whole year deal, not necessarily just one race at a time. So, yeah, soft openings, would I do it? Yeah, I would do it because I want to get those amount of races that are there. And I'm not so concerned about what the – we'll worry about what we'll worry about the checkbook at the end of the night, if you know what I mean. You know, like, we'll let's try to get a race in to keep our racers and to keep our racers racing at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, some several racetracks are going to take that uh, that that approach there. Um, 
One uh, one thing that I was interested, you know, and, and as you were talking, you kind of uh, led into this, but, uh, you know, the racers, you know, you mentioned the race fans are kind of hesitant maybe to uh, come to the racetrack, but... Uh, it doesn't seem like uh, doesn't seem like the uh, the racers are hesitant at all. Um, do you think there will be uh, a lot of cars, or do you think it'll be your normal crowd, or do you think it'll be a little bit smaller, or what? What do you anticipate if you were to get a race in? What do you anticipate that would look like? Well, let's 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 say well, let's say this made a second. Let's say if things happen and you, and you could run it, okay? I think there's enough people, and I think there's enough race cars that they're ready to race that you have an awesome car count, okay? You know, I, I, I hate to say this. I'm not a I'm not a political guy at all. Okay, I'm not a political person. Okay, but and I understand that this virus thing, you know, this is some bad stuff. I really believe it's some bad stuff. But I also believe that this is a a lot of political going on in this deal. Okay, I really think that there's a lot of political going. South Carolina has a Republican governor. Uh, North Carolina and Virginia have a Democratic um, uh, governor. Okay, which one do I think would open first? Do I think South Carolina would open first or would North Carolina or Virginia open first? Okay, you know, so let's say if a North, let's say if a North Carolina racetracks are closed and South Carolina says, hey, we're going to race, we're going to allow you to race. Well, I think you have gobs of race cars. Okay, but double edged sword, if they want you to social distance and they want them six feet apart. You know, if you got race cars at Dillon Motor Speedway and there it holds 85 uh, haulers in the infield, you know, you know what we're going to do. We're going to try to put 85 haulers in the, in the infield. And, we, and you know what, to be honest with you, we're probably not doing what we're really supposed to be doing anyway. You know, right. so I think we'd have a, I, I think, the, I think race, the, the race car drivers, you have tons of race car drivers. Um, I think the fans, I think people would be a little bit, skittish but i think that's going to go on here for a little while i don't think it's going to be something you know and i'll I'll tell you something else this uh i'll tell you another thing from track owners that you have to worry about i think okay you know dylan motor speedway i built dylan motor speedway because i love racing okay it was my hobby this is all i've ever done this is the way my family raced we raced as a as a family whenever i quit driving now we just run a racetrack as a family. Okay, we're still doing the same thing. We're still racing. We're just on the other side of the fence. You know, so, you know, my racetrack, I do it. My dad's 71 years old. Okay, my mom's 72 years old. And you know what? We all do it because we love to do it. And, and and that's what we want to do. So, Dillon Motor Speedway, if Dillon Motor Speedway does not, does not race, at least it's not taking food off my table, if you know what I mean. Okay, because I, I do it, I do it because I love to do it. Um, it's not my primary business. My primary business is real estate. You know, so the thing about it is, is if I don't race, you know, it, if I don't race or if I have a bad night uh, or a bad couple nights, then it's not gonna put me out of business. Okay. Um, a lot of racetracks they got banknotes. A lot of people's got leases at these racetracks. You know what? I'm telling you what. Those are the racetracks that's going to be tough to keep going here if this year, if we lose this year, if you know what I mean, or, or, or a bunch of this year. I think we're going to lose some racetracks if we're not careful. One other thing that I've, I've really been thinking about is what are you going to do differently from a safety perspective 
I mean, we've, we've always tried to keep the racer safe in a different way, you know, with roll bars and rules and things that could happen. But now this is something ex- promoters haven't really experienced at all. Different kind of safety. Yeah, you know, I was sitting there, you know, me and my wife were sitting there talking about it. You know, we need to go in there and, 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 and mark off like every other seat, how many feet apart that is. You know, I, I think that the fans would come in there and do it. They would they would social distance. But, yeah, you know, my question, I'll give you an example, and I think a lot of racers or I think a lot of racetrack owners will like this too. You know, some, you know, some, race car, some racetrack owners are going to try it no matter what. Okay, they'll they'll bark the system, and they're going to try to race no matter what until somebody comes calls them up and says, "Hey, you can't race." And then what they're going to do is they're going to say, "Oh, it's unconstitutional. You can't do this. You can't do that." You know, I'm not that way. I'm probably somebody that that pays my taxes. I pay my fair share of taxes, and I'm 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 kind of like a I don't go out to break the rules. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I'm not. I'm not somebody that wants to go to jail. You know, like I, I kind of adhere to what the rules are. I kind of listen to what my governor, or our governor, say about our state. And if he says, "Hey, if you don't, if you're racing, if you got more than ten people or whatever," you know, yeah, could I go there and start fighting that and saying, "Hey, it's unconstitutional. This is private property. This is not public property." Yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, where is it really going to get you? You know, where is it really going to get you? You might bark the system a little bit, but I've always been one to kind of follow the rules or kind of follow the law. And, and with, with me saying that, when I, and, and this is a big variable, and I can't get an answer to it whatsoever. But whenever these, state, these, race, these states go in here and they put a state of emergency for that state, okay, I think it completely changes things. You know, if a state goes under a state of emergency, you know, like for this deal here, it is a um, it is a virus, state of emergency for the COVID-19 virus. Okay, we all know about it. Okay, we know that there's chances for people to get sick. Okay, whenever there's a state of emergency, I don't know when it comes to these racetracks. You could be opening yourself up to a bunch of liability. And I don't know the answer to that, okay? You know, I've tried to find that. I don't think anybody does yet. Yeah, and I mean, you know what? The only way you're going to find out is somebody that goes in there. I went to my insurance companies, and I asked my insurance companies, hey, if somebody goes in the racetrack and they get sick and they sue me, are you going to protect me, Okay. Well, my, my my insurance provider says, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna protect you, okay. But I also know how insurance also works. Is whenever you go to the racetrack and you have a hurricane that comes through at Dillon Motor Speedway, and uh, the wind blows the windows out and it wrecks my building, you know, like I only got probably a tenth of what it cost me to fix the building. You know what I mean? And the reason why it was is because it was a national disaster area. It was a, it was a disaster for the, or whatever you call it. Like, right. Um, when a hurricane comes in, it's a natural disaster, you know, like, so all the insurance sounds great until something goes wrong, you know, and and then that's whenever you find out 
you know, that's whenever you find out, like we were just saying, what is the real story on this? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know. Uh, to, to, you know, kind of follow up on uh, uh, Roger's question there about, uh, you know, the safety aspects of this. Uh, I know you kind of, you know, went off into the insurance thing, and that's that's an interesting aspect as well. Um, you know, to follow up on that, ha- what kind of thoughts? I mean, I know, you know, from my perspective, you know, trying to put off, a few races at Franklin County and, you know, do the mini stock tour. I've thought about this, you know, I've thought about, you know, what are we going to do? What, what, are, what's going to have to change? What's going to be, you know, I, I hate to use this term cause I don't like it when I hear it from the media, but you know, what, what is going to be the new normal for us to do temporarily? You know what I mean? Um, so have you put any thought into, you know, mask or, um, hand sanitizer or wipes or, um, anything of, uh, you know, to that degree? I have. I called my safety director that, that is a guy named, it's a guy named Bill Flynn. I called him last night and I talked to him. I said, Hey, let me tell you what I'm trying to do. I said, I might I'm gonna I might try to run on May this you know, on May on May the second. And anyway, we were sitting there talking about it and we were talking about masks. Do we make it where it's a requirement? Do we make it where we we mark the seats that you can't sit in to control the the six the six foot deal? Do we shut the grandstands completely off for a little while? Let everybody go into the infield. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, hand sanitizers there. Um, you know, stuff like that. You know, um, if I was going to issue, let's say, a mask, you know what? I'd probably have a hard time getting them at the moment. You know, that right. many masks for people to come in. You know, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you something else. You know, my mom and dad, like I was saying a while ago, they're 71 and 72 years old. My mom works the ticket office. My mom is a very personable person, okay? She's got to talk to everybody that comes to that window. And you know what? This is probably the times right now where you don't need to sit there and have those those long-winded conversations at the ticket office right. and handling money and them being 72 years old. I mean, you know, there's got to be masks on. There's got to be, um, there's got to be gloves when you're handling the money, you know? So, yeah, I think we'd have to look at it now and to look going forward, especially this summer, on what we got to do to make it where it's safe. Um, and then, again, my only question is, is if somebody gets sick at the racetrack, where does that put the racetrack at in that thing? You know what I mean? How much right. responsibility is there whenever there's a state of emergency? For you sure. know. Uh, you mentioned their age and, and your parents being involved, which is which is awesome that they're they're you know involved with you you know every day there. Um, but you mentioned their age and and their you know vulnerability. I guess does that give you some hesitation about uh, you know moving forward with a race? Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? Sometimes sometimes you know whenever you look at that and you look at the age of my parents and like I say, my mom there, I could tell my mom all day long, mom. Do not, you know, don't don't have a, a long-winded conversations, okay? You know, collect the money, wave to them, and, and, and go on. You know, let them go ahead into the racetrack. But I'm telling you, that's not my mom's character. My mom's right. character is she's going she's gonna to talk to everybody. She delivers the mail, and, I mean, she's working today with a mask on and gloves on, you know, every day delivering the mail. She's a sub. But anyway, you know, so, yeah, it does. But what you do is, is you actually say, hey, you ask yourself, hey, is it really worth chancing right now? Okay, do I go in there if it's really a chance? That I, if I if I knew that my parents would get the COVID nineteen from this, you know what? I would just close the racetrack down 
until this all this stuff's gone. You know what I'm saying? But you can't really do that because you don't know how long this stuff's going to be here. Right. You know, I mean, you don't, I mean, you know, it might be a deal to where you go in there and, and I change, you know, I, I get somebody that's getting some more help in there to my mom that that's actually younger people. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, um, but yeah, you, you weigh it, but I will tell you, there's some things that are way more important than, than racing a racetrack on Saturday night. You know, and one of them's got to do with family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I would agree 100%. Yeah. I, I've I've actually, you know, uh, when this first started, I, I stopped having, you know, testing at Franklin County. You know, I, I didn't want to, yep. I didn't want to, you know, bring that home, you know, to uh, to my wife, to her mother. I didn't want to take it to my mother. I didn't want to do any of that. And I've kind of, honestly, I've stayed away from her mother, my mother, you know, I, I've, I, you know, just and honestly, we've we tested a little bit last weekend, but I used every precaution you know possible there, and uh, and I think that's uh, you know I think that's what you got to do to keep uh, you know the people around you safe, and that's why that's why you know for me, and and I'm sure it's the same for you listening to what you know you said that you and you know Bill talked about, uh, you know for me in order to do a race, the only way I could do it is if every thing had been thought out if every you know that's right you know every obstacle you know and and honestly i think that's one of the problems i don't think that uh you know the governor or any of his people or any of the people in the county i don't think that they think that all these businesses are going to take it as seriously as i think most of us are i think everybody who's in business wants to stay in business and we're willing to do whatever it takes i believe to uh, be able to do that and do it safely and keep everybody that comes there not just our family safe that's right. I mean, you know what? Everybody in the grandstands, you know what? You know, I mean, I consider them, uh, even though you know, I don't know them all, but you know what? Most of them, I notice in the grandstands that come every week. You right. know what? And the last thing in the world I'd want to do is to is to put a race on and get somebody sick. You know, like, and, and that's why you say, hey, do you, do you, you just wait until some of this is gone? You know, but I got a great core of racers, okay? And my great core of racers, they're wanting to race. They're wanting to the race, right. you know? And, and that's why I was saying, you know, hey, if I have to do it without fans or can't open the grandstands, you know, if I have to do that, do I want to do that every week? No, I don't. But if it makes it to where it's safe and my racers could race, you know, I would I, I would do it. But the thing about it is, is, you know, at, one, at some given point, you got to say, hey, you know, if, if you're somebody's going to get sick and stuff like that, you know, maybe we need to stay home a little while. You know, right. I mean, it's, you know, everything goes through your heads. I mean, you know, like. You know, I was very fortunate. We've got you. Know, we got two races in early in the year. You know, I started early. If I'd have known all this stuff was going, I'd have raced all the way through February and and, the, and more in March, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? But we didn't know this was going on. So, you know, like um, you know, I generally what I do is I normally run January uh, race in March, and then and then what I normally do when I get to August, I normally take the hot month off. You know, right. and I normally take the end of July and August off, and I'll tell you, it's it's so hot at the racetrack. You know, the, it's so hot at the racetrack. You don't get a lot of fans. You don't get a lot of cars. Um, you know, again, my dad's down there in the infield. No, no wind blows at all down there. And if anybody, everybody that knows my dad, my dad is a go getter. He will he will work till he can't work no more. I mean, he just he loves to work. And I've always wondered in August and places like that, hey, is it too hot to race? I don't want I don't want somebody to have a heat stroke down there. You know what I mean? And 
you know, so I've always kind of take off the end of July and August. Well, if we don't get the race in uh, April and then May, I'm probably going to have to pick up those August races to be able to get races in for the year, if you know what I mean, you know? Right. That, that leads into my question. Is there a go, no-go time for you? I mean, you, you kind of go to your beat of your own drum and do your own thing and buck the trends a little from the timing, which works out really good. What, is there a go, no-go time for you where you're like, we're just not even going to go anymore this year? You know, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. I, I think whenever, I think whenever my October race, my run October, you know, I probably um, when I run in October, you know, like you know, when it comes November and December, you know, I really don't even hardly even go to the racetrack. You know what I'm saying? I don't even get really get. You know, and I'll tell you, I started when I got into this. I wanted to race every week, and I opened Dillon Motor Speedway, and I said I'm gonna race every week. Okay. And what happened was, is after about three years or four years after I built Dylan, um, I, I I had my little girl, okay? Two years later, I had my little boy, okay? Well, that's whenever I decided, you know what, Ron? I'm going to race one week, and then the next week, I'm going to take it off and I'm going to spend with my kids. Go race one week. So... That's what created my schedule to race every other week because I would spend time with my kids one week and then I would race the next week. And I'll be honest with you, when I go with my kids, I go hard with my kids, okay? And whenever I go to race, I go hard at the racetrack, you know? So, you know, like, um, so my go or no-go, my, my go or no-go time, my no-go time is, is the weeks that I'm off. And, you know, somebody said, hey, if Myrtle Beach closes... If Myrtle Beach is sold, aren't you going to go race every week? No, 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 no. I don't want to race every week. I want to do exactly what I'm doing, and I'll spend that no-go time uh, where I can enjoy my family and uh, and at the end of the year where I can do it. And then that way, whenever, whenever New Year's Day comes up, I have to rest in December because January is crazy. So, but I love to do it. You know what? I mean, I... I, I, I I would be lying if I told you that I didn't love it. I love it. I, 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 I want to be around the racers. I want to be around my friends. Everybody in this industry, if they if they love race cars, you know what? I'm a friend with them because we're enjoying the same things, you know, together. And, and they, they're enjoying the same things that I like. You know what I mean? Right. How much, uh, you know, how much do you think this is going to affect? I know you mentioned earlier, you know, the aspects of having a lease, having a mortgage and all that on other racetracks. But how much how much of an effect do you think being NASCAR sanctioned is going to have on some of these other racetracks? Whereas you'll be able to make the decision on your own. I'm able to make the decision on my own. The Turners at Ace are able to make the decision on their own. You know, several tracks are in that position, but the majority of the tracks in our area are not in that position. They're in a position where they have to listen to NASCAR. How how much do you think that's going to affect those other people? You know, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be tough on a lot of the racetracks. Uh, I'm I'm not sure how the you know from the time I built the racetrack I never went NASCAR sanctioned. Okay, right. so to be honest with you, I, I don't know what the costs actually are. Okay? I've never really researched it. You know, I've heard people talking about it. You know, um, I know that a lot of it has to do with their insurance. You know that they have to run so many races to get the 
the the valuable insurance you know i probably wind up paying a little bit more insurance on my racetrack you know because i i don't run as many races you know so you know i probably don't get the the uh extended plan like if you run so many so i don't know really know the cost on it and stuff like that you know but i'll tell you something it's for the points deal and the stuff with NASCAR, you know what? This is really going to throw a wrench in that whole situation. I mean, you know, um, I've thought about NASCAR before. I've thought about, you know, making Dillon Motor Speedway NASCAR. You know, like, um, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, I was a NASCAR man. Whenever I was whenever I was racing and I was driving for Elliott and all, I was a NASCAR man. But, you know, it, from the time I built Dillon, I just didn't see – where I could afford to pay all that money extra whenever whenever I opened the gate, I was probably going to get them to come race anyway, you know, like when yeah. it comes to the local guys, you know. Um, I think leases, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a bunch of racetracks where people have leases, right. you know, that, that somebody else owns the racetrack uh, and they have leases. I mean, you know, you know Hickory Motor Speedway, um uh greenville pickens i know that those are those facilities are actually owned by that people that don't run the racetrack you know so you know i don't know what their leases are and, and stuff like that but i'll tell you something you know if we're down for six months this is our time that we need to be racing here march april may june this is the time that we need to be going right now and i'm gonna tell you it's got to be tough if you're not racing because it's not bringing any money in but you gotta you gotta pay those leases and and I hope that the guys that that own those racetracks are kind of giving a break to the guys knowing that there's not any money coming in you know so right. um you know my my situation is is you know my situation is 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 where you know I try to keep my overhead down I try not to keep a whole lot of employees you know um so whenever things like this happen at the time I can kind of weather it because. You know, if you go to my racetrack tomorrow at 10 o'clock, the gates are locked, you know. But if I have a race next week, I'll be out there from Wednesday on, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? You know, right. getting ready to go, you know. So, um, you know, I'm not a racetrack that has, you know, Myrtle Beach. You know, they got people full-time in the in the places down there. You know, um, other racetracks got full-time people there. You know, they probably raise more money probably raise more money on sponsorship and 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 stuff like that but i don't have the overhead that those guys have got if you know what i mean right no i totally understand that and i think uh you know you talking about the leases um i think that definitely adds another uh, you know wrinkle to you know everything i mean i think uh you know specifically two of them you talked about hickory uh you know that that's a you know from what i gather that's a pretty hefty lease and i don't know how that'll yep. how that'll work out it will probably try to talk to kevin here in the next week or so and kind of pick his brain about uh you know where he's at and, um, I, and i'm sure that he I'm, I'm sure like let's say what kevin up there he does a great job up there. you know he he gets a lot of sponsors around that area right. you know like you know he sells a lot of billboards to, to cover that you know and and i guess what i'm trying to say is is like whenever you sell those sponsorships at, you know those sponsorships those people that, that have paid for those billboards you know, they want to race. They want to right. see their, they want to, they want, they, they need people in the grandstand. So, you know, like my place, I mean, you know, uh, very few billboards, you know, like, so, 
you know, like, but I, I don't work as hard when it comes to that side of it, you know, like, um, when it comes to the sponsorship and stuff like that, I've just never been one of those type guys. But, um, you know, the biggest thing is, is, is trying to get the races and kind of keep them overhead down. And they always say, you got to be there for a rainy day. And I mean, like right now it's a rainy day, right? Now. You know what I mean, we've got to, we've got to get by this and, um, you know, I, I think, I think the, the social distancing thing, you know, they've already got our kids, you know, not in school and, and everything else. And my opinion is, is, is if we're going to quarantine, let's quarantine and get this, let's get this stuff over where we can get back to doing what we love to do, you know? Yeah, I agree. I wish they would have from the start just said, hey, we're going to spend the next 21 days locked up and uh, we don't want you going anywhere and, you know, we'll just, uh, We'll just um, you know move on uh, from that. I think uh, I think Roger's got an interesting question about uh, sponsorship there that he wants to uh, ask you about. Yeah, I just was wondering what, what will happen. Do you think with these people that and I, I'm one of them, right? I sponsor some racetracks and cars tour this year and different things. What, what do you think will happen? The, the contracts really are going to have a hard time being fulfilled. What, what, what will happen financially there? Well, I mean, you know what? I mean, I think when it comes to sponsorship, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, I mean, you know, I can't, um, I can't blame either party. That's where I'm, I, I, you know, I think as a racer, we might have to take it on the chin. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's one of them things. I think the people that are sponsoring these racetracks, you know, when, when it comes to the sponsoring, sponsoring the racetracks, they, they're, they're doing it because they love to do it also. You know, like, and the people that love to do it, you know, they'll, they'll probably say, hey, you know what, just kind of make it up to me. You know, like whenever you get racing, make it up to me. But then also you got corporate sponsorships as you got billboards that say, hey, you know what, I paid for 20 race dates and, and you only run 10 race dates. I want a reimbursement back for the races that you've done. I, th- I mean, I just think it's going to be – I think it's going to be all over the board. I think, um, you know, and, and, and again, you know, it's that's never been my strong suit. I've always – I've always, when I, when I opened my racetrack and I had a, when I, when I was doing sponsorship to start with, um, you know, like I got to the point to where I didn't take sponsorship from guys that own race cars. You know, you know what I mean by that? Right. <laughs> Lately, do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, that exactly what you mean yeah, by for that. sure. <laughs> you know, like, you know, if you got this, if you got this sponsor at the racetrack and he's spending plenty of money at the racetrack and everything and. And he also races a race car, and he's also got a race car on pit road. You know, you, sometimes you're going to get that phone call and say, hey, if that guy hits me again, you better black flag him. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, and, and sometimes I would just rather not have that situation, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so it's almost like if you own a race car, you know, and you want to sponsor a billboard, the problem is, is I, I probably don't want to sell you a billboard if you know what I mean, because I don't want to have the problems down the road, you know, but, but, but then again, those are the people that are supporting those racetracks, you know what I'm saying? You know, like you need them, you know, right. um, you know, you, I guess you, I kind of, I got, I guess I kind of, um, <laughs> I do some of them, but, but whenever I do it, you know, I say, Hey, this has nothing to do with what, what goes on at racetrack, you know what I mean? Or any decision that's going on, you know? Right. Right. I mean, you know, eventually they're going to want a favor out of it. And, you know, you just have to tell them in advance, you know, it's just not going to happen. I mean, I have people all the time, even with race 22, people will advertise and then later on they'll want some sort of negative story about something wrote. And I'm just like, nah, we're not going to do that. 
So, you that's know, right. It, it costs you money, but, it, you know, I think uh, reputation-wise, you know, in the long run for racetracks, you know, every aspect, I think it's a, a whole lot better off. So, I mean. It, yeah. So, and, you know, getting to your question there, you know, I think it, like like long time ago, whenever these racetracks were there, like in the 80s and the 90s, you know, I mean, heck, you could open the racetracks and it would fill the grandstands. You know what I'm saying? You know, like today, um, you know, today it's tough, you know. And, you know, everybody asks me about a promoter. You know, everybody talks about promoters, 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 okay? I always tell everyone, I always say this. You're never, you can, you know how you can be a good promoter, okay? How you can be a good promoter is give them free tires, free gas, free practice, okay? They will love you forever. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. Racers will love you forever. You'll be the best. You'll be the best promoter in the world. But what I look at, when I, when I talk about promoters, I look at how many people is a promoter putting in the grandstands. 100%. Okay? You know what I mean? Like, you can, to the racers, you can be a great promoter. A lot of people can be a great promoter. Give them free tires, free gas, um, you know, free practice, everything else. But I look at racetracks with promoters of these people that are just piling these people into these racetracks. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where your promoters are. And I'll be honest with you. I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy that goes out there and can fill my grandstands. I have a hard time filling grandstands. You know, like even getting a lot of people at my racetrack. Okay. Right. You know, but, you know, it ain't from not trying. Social media, you know, I'm just not that promoter type guy that just you know, that, that I can pack the grandstands. I mean, you look at things like like Bowman Gray. Man, oh, man. Right. Have you ever seen so many people in, the, in your life to watch your cars go around on a football field? It's definitely a lot of them, for sure. But they, they, have so, <laughs> they have so many advantages over, you know, the other racetracks uh, that, you know, we will never, we will never have, right. you know, the location yep. and all those things. But, uh, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it, it, a promoter, it comes down to, uh, you know, being able to sell tickets. And that's whether you increase it from, you know, 50 to, to 100 or if you increase it from 50 to 5,000. I mean, whatever, whatever it is, you know, I, I think that's what makes, uh, I think that's what makes a, a good promoter. Now, in the eyes of and the Langley, racer, let me ask you this here. Right. I mean, you've been doing it. You do your races. I mean, you know what? How in the world do we get? How do we get the eighties and the nineties? How do we get those? How do we get those numbers back to this racetrack? What do we do? What do we do to get those people? Because I just don't know it. You know, I've, I've tried everything under the sun. I, you know. That's, that's you got a, any ideas? <laughs> that's a that's a really deep question right there that I don't think we have enough time in the that's next, a whole nother show ain't it? next six months to you know figure out. But that's uh, I mean it, it definitely is one of the biggest challenges that a racetrack faces. You know the the racers all want to know why the purses haven't went up, and that's because the grandstands have went and they've shrunk. And it's not of the the promoter's fault, the current one anyways, usually. And it's not uh, you know it's not the racers' fault, but it's just part of what's happened. I mean it's part of where we're at. You know with uh, uh, you know society and you know people on their phones and you know other things are more important but i i do think there's great ways to sell tickets but uh, i don't know that you can ever get back that uh, hey do y'all do any of this i racing no no roger might huh? I, I don't know roger my, you do any of this i racing my son is involved a little bit well i'll tell you what you know what that stuff kind of scares me to death We've had that conversation, me and Roger. Have. So yeah, Langley and I have both had that. 
Virtually, you know what I mean? Their cars repaired. Yeah, well, you know, you watch that stuff on, you watch it on the thing. I'm not a big eye racing guy, okay? But, but heck, I sit there and watch it. You can't hardly tell the difference in it, okay? You know, like watching the screen or whatever. You know, just looking at it from a glancing at it. But you know what? Every time them guys crash that race car, they can hit that reset button on that thing. They get them a whole new car. You know how many hours they have to work in the shop to hit that reset button? Oh no, you're you're exactly right. I told I told Roger, you know, that you know the moment this this i racing thing started, once the you know real racing stopped, I told him I said this is not good for short track racing because those <laughs> those rich daddies that uh, you know feed into this thing. I mean, why would they ever buy a real race car? I mean, they're ignorant <laughs> if they do. That's I mean, what I was going with this whole situation. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured it was. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. it's definitely uh, it's definitely different uh, for things. Hey, hey Roger, have you have you had to have you had to buy a whole new race car for your kid yet? No, he just hits control, the leader gets one of those <laughs> spool ups or whatever. It's great. Hey, in my opinion, those uh, NASCAR drivers that are racing on Sunday. You know, from Bubba mm-hmm. Wallace and Kyle Larson, they better put them games up. So what they better do? <laughs> yeah, I I, I I agree with you totally. I mean, it uh, definitely can hurt their uh, their future of uh, making money for sure. So, no no doubt That's about right. that. Any, uh, any? But anyway, you got you got to have a little fun anyway. Uh, absolutely. You have a little fun for for sure. Any anything else uh, you know been on your mind? Uh, anything else you want to talk about uh, tonight before we let you go? Oh, uh, you know what? Let's see here. I think we kind—I think we kind of covered it. You know, like I just want everything to get back like it was. I want to get back to racing. I want things to be safe. Um, you know, like I hate that we're having to go through this transition time right here and everything. But um, you know, like we're all going to get through it. Um, these racers are, are are chomping at the bit, wanting to race, and I completely understand it. And, um, you know, like say, like I was, you know, with me going May the 2nd, you know, can't blame me for trying. I'm trying. You know, I don't know whether I'll get it done. The possibilities of getting it done probably aren't going to happen, you know, but at least I'm trying. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the exact same boat. I'm trying for uh, May 23rd or 24th. And, you know, in Virginia, I think that may be uh, pushing it because, uh, you know, we definitely, uh, you know, I, I'm with you. You you have a Republican governor, and that's going to matter a lot in this uh, thing. I actually told somebody yesterday that I thought that South Carolina would be the first to allow racing. I thought Tennessee would be second, North Carolina would be third, and Virginia would be last. So, But that well, doesn't I'll matter. You, I, am yeah, I don't know whether you know so. this or not, but – I was watching the president's thing that he done that he went to the states mm-hmm. and here tonight. I was looking at that, and you know the peak for each state is different. I right. think North Carolina's peak was is supposed to be like April the seventeenth. Okay, yeah. you know um, South Carolina's peak is not until May the first. Okay, right. I don't know where Virginia's is at. Yeah, okay, I don't know where Virginia's is at. Their, their peak. But from what it looks like, is it looks like that from the peak of the the peak of the state, you wait 14 days, and then you can go to what they call a stage one, and it allows so many things to open up. And then when that happens, then you got to wait 14 more days. Then it can go to another stage. Okay. You know, is, is just listening to the president's plan. And then after that 14 days, then you can go to stage three, which is basically opened up, okay? Right. The problem that I see with South Carolina is 
we haven't even hit a peak yet. It's not it's not even supposed to hit the peak until May one. So the thing about it is we can't even start the fourteen day clock until the peak happens. You know, and I don't know where Virginia's at. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're we're at the end of April. Uh, we're right in the same boat with you. Right in, you know, within a few days. So I mean, it's a uh, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting perspective. You know, I mean, that's kind of what I've told uh, everybody. I, I figured it would be four weeks. We'd be able to race four weeks after we uh, uh, hit the peak. So I mean, your yeah. your idea is about right. And that's well, I've that's kind of what they, that's kind of what they talked about on the thing. And I'll tell you something else too. That I was that I was um you know looking at was was you know hickory. You remember whenever Hickory opened up and they run and they practice and they scuff tires and yep. all that deal? Yep. Could you imagine getting shut down like Kevin got shut down? Oh, for at six thirty at night after the guys had done been there all day, scuff tires. I mean, they scuff new tires. Yep. Could you imagine, man? That would be a horror. Oh, it's a, it's a terrible situation. That is a terrible situation in itself. But when he comes back, he's in an even worse position because now everybody gets in for free. He's set here all this time. Yes, he's got their money in his hand, but he can't do anything with that money because most of it's going to go into the purse or probably all of it. Uh, you know, That's it's, right. It's a terrible position to come back in because you know now you know the next race he's so he's lost money the last race he's going to lose money this race it's just yeah uh, i felt sorry for him you know what i mean i felt sorry for him that he had to had to make that decision that he that he had to make that decision i mean you know what it didn't happen it didn't happen after practice it happened after qualifying when tires were scuffed you know what i mean i just i hate it for kevin like that he works very very hard yeah he does i don't think he wanted it like that either i mean he was he was up to the minute watching what was going on Yep. Yeah. Yep. He he thought for sure that uh, that uh, uh, executive order went into place on Monday, and then when they finally found out that it went in that that moment, they had to shut her down and move on. And that was that's gonna yeah, be a tough position. Yeah, that was horror. Sure. I'm telling you, that would be a, that's the worst that's the worst scenario that's gonna happen. You yeah, know, no feel sorry for Kevin on that. Well, before we let you go, let uh, let everybody know. Uh, you know, since you're planning on trying to get a race in May the second, let everybody know where they can keep up with you uh, on that. You know what, uh, Um and like I say, I try to run at least twice a month. The schedule's on the internet, and I'll try to run twice a month here, and I'm um, looking forward to um, wherever we can race. I do the Facebook page, um, Dillon Motor Speedway also. I try to do as much as I can on it, and, and um, but yeah, love to have people come out and watch a race, or if you got a race car, love you to come run with me. Give Ron Barfield a try. I'll tell you what, uh, I'll, 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 I'd love I'd love to ha- I'd love to see some new cars. You are definitely a uh, racer and a fan favorite of uh, promoters, track managers, whatever you want to call them. So uh, people, uh, anybody that goes down to uh, Dillon Motor Speedway will definitely not be disappointed. And I, I, I if you race May second, uh, I can go ahead and tell you I'll be there. So hopefully, I hear you. Uh, son. How about you, down. Roger? I'm gonna get you down here. Yeah, I'm gonna have to come out of retirement. If I pull a May second race off, you gotta come because it's gonna be historic. Yeah, I, agree. If I can pull it off. <laughs> I agree. But yeah. you know what? We probably don't have to worry about that. <laughs> well, well, if you do pull it off, you just gain two people. So there you go. There, there you go. go. <laughs> hey, thank you guys. Okay, appreciate you having me on. Okay? Yeah, man. Appreciate you, Ron. Appreciate you. Bye bye. Well, Roger, what uh, what what what'd you make of uh, of that conversation? First off, uh, you know, thanks to thanks to Ron for uh, joining us. He uh, I knew that he'd be a wealth of insight. Uh, just given the position that he's in, the fact that he's in South Carolina, uh, what what what'd you take out of all that? I, I, I took it. 
he's as confused as the rest of us, right? Like, we right. all want to get back to the racetrack. We, none of us know exactly what to do. Right. And we're just going to kind of drudge our way through it. I don't, I don't know what else we can do. I, I think it's going to change minute by minute, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is. I mean, you, you uh, heard him talk about I actually didn't get to see the uh, Trump daily briefing. I haven't. I, I read up a little bit while we were on the phone there. I was trying to catch up, you know, trying to, you know, have a little bit of information. I was trying to listen to him and, and trying to catch up on uh, that. I guess the phases and, and all that. I haven't done enough studying to uh, speak, you know, intelligently about that but um that's kind of how i uh you know we talked about on the first couple of episodes that we had that's kind of what we thought was going to happen anyway so and the timeline's about you know right where we thought it was going to be you know the only thing that i looking back on our talk here the only thing i'm really interested that we should have talked about is there's a lot of people getting really restless right now oh for sure and, and i i think you know we're a little bit in north carolina and virginia ahead of where they are in south carolina so we've been locked down a little bit longer, <laughs> especially Virginia. You know, they went kind of early. You you and I talked, and they closed it up. And I, I think that it's going to change the way people think. That extra week or two weeks, it's going to build. They want to go back to the racetrack more and more and more. Oh, for sure, for sure. And and, and, the, and the problem with that is, you know, uh, early this morning, and I'm sure you didn't expect to actually get a message from me before noon. But, no, that uh, you was know, awesome. Early this morning, I, uh, I, I messaged you and sent you that uh, story about uh, – you know, uh, from racingnews.co where they were talking about uh, how, you know, racetracks shouldn't open the grandstands at all in 2020. And, uh, you know, you heard from Ron there, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the possibility of doing just that. I think I've mentioned that. I think, uh, you know, I, I think every promoter, I, I, I asked one yesterday, I'm not going to mention them by name, I asked one yesterday, and they were like, hey, I could probably do that once or twice, but I probably couldn't do that very many times. And uh, I think that's that's probably the case for most people. Um, so, I mean, that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting aspect uh, for sure. I mean, what you you read that story? What uh, what you uh, what you make of what they had to say there? They're gonna go. <laughs> like he's he's just ready. He doesn't care what anybody says. Which I, I I think he's got the right to carry on his family's legacy, right? And and it's they draw a good crowd and they they do great things and I understand, but I also think. There's some other components of this that we got to try to keep everybody safe. I'm not saying that we don't come back. Listen, I'm a multi-business owner. I don't want to close down any longer than we needed to either. But I, I also think safety has got to be some of the key. And, and, and I don't want to be a sheep either, right? Like, I don't want to absorb all the news that we hear and right. this sure. and that. But I think we got to err on the side of caution here. Yeah, yeah. Um... Uh, you know, I'm I'm torn, man. I know you feel different. Well, no, you, you I, feel I like actually we go. I feel exactly like you do, except at some point or another, I, I said it on Facebook today. At some point or another, we're just gonna have to make things happen on our own because they're not they're not going to. And, and this is the problem for me. And this was exactly what. And and you were actually talking about the story with Bill Bader, uh, not the dirt story that I was mentioning. But that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 yeah. no, no that's fine. Uh, we were we we actually you know talked about both of those. So I, I kind of confused you there. But um, you know the Bill Bader with uh, Summit Motorsports Park in uh, Norwalk, Ohio, uh, planning on uh, you know opening up his facility. Said he's going to do it no matter what. Um, you know, really, you know, challenge the uh, 
the governor to stop him, which I think that was a bad decision. But, you know, that's another <laughs> another story for Still another day. For that one. But, but I do think that, uh, you know, at some point or another, we – you know, the people that are, you know, trying to keep this thing alive are going to have to do something to actually keep it alive because I don't think the president gives a crap about short track racing. He he knows what NASCAR is, but he doesn't know what Dillon Motor Speedway is. He doesn't know anything about Wake County Speedway. He's probably never heard of Hickory. Um, you know, doesn't know anything about South Boston. Doesn't care. Um, equally, the governors in these states have no reason to care. Um, you know, they don't go and uh, play in their race car. They go play golf it's two totally different things There's, that's the reason why golfing is allowed right now and racing is not that that ultimately is the reason we can make you know all the scenarios of why that is and why it's not that's the truth that that's why it is i mean people can you know come up with their own opinion and that's fine um <clears throat> but the only thing that scares me is i don't see a lot of new ideas being created such because as because of the unknown which is why i think we're stymied you don't the worst see... thing i worry about is that we lose two months out of our, from the businessman perspective, we lose two months out of our billing cycle, right. which gives us 80% of the total revenue that we would have made, maybe 90, right. depending. Now, how do we come back with no people in the stands and try to get longevity? That's what scares me. <sighs> well, I mean, I think, you know, the coming back with nobody in the stands is just a start. Um, no, no, I, I don't disagree, but I just don't know for how it works well, for year two from now. Listen, none of us know how any of this works. That's the unfortunate part about it. I mean, like we're all kind of lost. If you know, and I, and I think I said this in the last podcast we had. If you listen to the president, you get one story. You listen to the governors, you get another story. If you listen to the doctors, I mean, you might as well just go on and put a bullet in your head because they <laughs> they don't want you to ever have a life ever again. I mean, that's just the way it is, unfortunately. But the thing about it is, is you know, we'll all figure out a way to come out of this. And I just, I'm interested. You know, you mentioned there a second ago um you know the creativity you know what what kind of creativity are you looking for what aspect are you thinking that in i i don't know i i I think we gotta this could be a turning point for short track racing if it wants to live in my opinion i think short track racers are resilient and will figure out a way to make it work but i think as we know it from before it will never be that same i just I, i do not believe that for at least a while, will you even get 500 people or a thousand? I think you're going to have to figure out ways to broaden your markets with online, maybe behind paywalls. You and I have discussed about that before. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think you're going to have to become a media company. Right. I think if you own a racetrack, you're going to have to become a big time media company. Maybe start putting your stuff on YouTube. Maybe right. start trying to do other things for the racetracks. Look, look at some of these people like the McFarland guy that you like, or, yeah, or and, and try to try to patent those things. Yeah, for sure. I, I, and and I was that's what I wanted to know. I wasn't one hundred percent sure where you were going with creativity. I think so. I, I think we're in a we're in a spot right now where. <clears throat> You can kind of hit the reset button right now. With racetracks, short track racing, late model stock cars in particular, but it's everything, um, have needed a reset for a while. I mean, we've needed to sit down and say, hey, you know, this isn't, this isn't working. So it's an opportunity for a reset. It's an opportunity for racetracks to, uh, 
um, somewhat minimize their risk and help their racer at the same time. Um, it's it's an opportunity that you can do a lot of things. Um, you know, I, I've advocated for this before. You know, combining some of these divisions. I mean, you, you, it, it's time. You, you you know, the ultimately the only way. You know, you know one of the number one reasons why Bowman Gray gets such a good crowd. But what do you think the one of what do you think the number the top two or three reasons they get such a big crowd is? Like, I think they got a great location. Sure. But I also believe because I feel it when I go there, it's a show. Sure, it it is. It, uh, it is a, it is a form of escapism. It's a show. It's it's a hundred percent entertainment. But I think one of the aspects of that that makes them even more successful. If it was a show with three to five cars, it wouldn't draw very many people. The fact that you know that every division's going to have a pretty good car count. It ain't perfect. You know they don't have you know twenty five or thirty of every car now like they used to, but they still have some of the best car counts that you see in short track racing anywhere. And you know when you go there you're going to see a lot of cars race and you're probably going to see a lot of beating and banging and you might see a little extracurricular activity and that's ultimately what sells tickets i mean at the end of the day and i'm going to say this and i'm going to piss off a whole lot of people when i say this i love the car store but from an entertainment standpoint they got a long row to hoe in order to become entertaining enough for somebody to actually pay to really want to see them and I, I hate to say that. Yes, they get a decent crowd now. Uh, they, Are you talking they sell, about behind a paywall or well, something? I think that even more so. Um, but, I mean, from a crowd standpoint, yes, they get decent crowds. They get more than your average weekly show. That says something for your weekly show, if that's the case. But, um, you know, from an aspect of selling, you know, online, they, they're not entertaining enough. They're, and that's what our problem with our NASCAR product is. The NASCAR Cup Series is not that entertaining. <laughs> Sadly enough, their iRacing product is far more entertaining far more because it's raw right yeah and, and they're they're having fun and that's what you have to have you know people at bowman gray uh, i mean you know tim brown he's pretty serious about things but everybody else is kind of looking to have fun you know what i mean um and, and it's okay to have a little mix of that the personalities and all the things that go into that's fine i mean all the way down to the announcer it's it's a good <laughs> it's a good yeah. show yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's all about entertainment, man. I mean, n nobody nobody would go to the circus if there wasn't, you know, flying acrobats and there wasn't, you know, people riding on elephants and whatever the hell else they do there. I don't know. I ain't been to a circus since I was like four <laughs> years old, so I'm not 100% sure what all they got going on there. But, you, you know what I mean? People would not do that. I mean, people are out for entertainment and their money can be spent in so many better ways than going to a racetrack and i know that that pisses people off to hear that but it's the truth we got to get back to having and making this entertainment business entertaining what do you think about uh, i don't know if you saw jack's interview on uh i think they put it out on facebook yeah, with his the, facebook an adjusted life. schedule today and some different stuff i think that maybe the video was yesterday what what, what did right. you take from that <laughs> um, I, I took from that that uh, they want to keep going I, that uh, they're you know just like everybody else man they're they're desperate to get back to the racetrack we all are we're, we're all we're all in the same boat um, you know but I, I tell you I think that uh, the interesting aspect and I do know that uh, you know our, our, our buddy Doc Love uh, did a little house call with Jack uh, McNelly tonight I believe that'll come out on race 22 maybe uh, tomorrow or something um but, uh, you know, he uh, talked to him, and, and I think you'll hear some interesting things on there just from uh, talking to Doc. I think 
Um, you know, I think that here's ultimately, and I, I was so proud of Ron. Um, not that I didn't think that he would be, but I'm just, I, I don't know. I have a bad feeling about where some of these racetrack, you know, promoters and general managers and series directors and all this stuff. I have a bad feeling about where they are mentally. I, but the fact that Ron, you know, when, when the question came up, when you asked him about the, the safety and, you know, I followed up with him on that about the mask and about all that stuff, I, I th- you know, had he said, well, you know, I hadn't really thought about that. I'd have thought, man, this guy is in trouble because I'm telling you, I, I spend every moment that I'm not working on doing this show or spraying weeds at the track or blowing the track off or doing something else or, or working with somebody at, you know, with Race 22 to try to put something up. I'm sitting here thinking and talking to my wife about, all right, where do we get masks at? Where, where, do we have enough hand sanitizer? What do you have? And, you know, then she brings out, you know, how she's got i went into the bomb shelter and she had all kinds of things in there <laughs> and i didn't even know what the heck happened I, now i kind of have an idea where our money's going but um you know, I, I, i'm telling you man people have to if you're running a racetrack right now and the first thought that comes to your mind isn't man what have i got to do to make sure that i'm able to race if you're just thinking about racing and you're not thinking about what you're going to have to do to have a race then you're an idiot yeah but i think I, I think people are in different positions, and, and I think it will. We're going to see this transpire to more businesses than just racetracks, as far as you know. Some people can close their business down for six months and start sure. it right back up and go at it again, right? But some people are going to be a hundred or eighty or a hundred and fifty thousand down by then, right? And and that's not okay, right? right? So I think it depends. On the stress level, you're starting to see many people act differently, just even now. Yeah, but let me tell you something. If you're stressed over reopening your business, and I, I say this for you, okay? I know you're not, but I say this for you. If you're stressed over opening your reopening your business and you're not thinking about, okay, what have I got to do differently? <laughs> then yes. you're lost. You right, are I agree. lost. If, if some restaurant right now is not figuring out how he's going to configure his his tables and his bar uh, stools with way less than he has right now, then he is going out of business. Bottom line. Uh, he is going out I of business. I don't disagree. Same thing for these racetracks. Same thing for everybody in every business. I mean, I think, you know, hair salons, you know, when they open back up, you know, their appointments are going to have to be a little more spaced out to make sure people don't end up in the room together. Um, it's just going to be part at, of it. At least in the beginning, in, in the, the short beginning, term, right? Sure. sure. I, I, I don't think this is forever, but, you know, we're not coming off of, you know, we're not coming off of, you know, last February when everything was normal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do think this will change things forever, though. I, I really do. I think a lot of people... Well, some things will change forever. Yep, I really do. I really think I, – I applauded Ron saying, and I think people will be scared. You know, you oh, and I have sure. talked off the show about – I just don't think people are going to flood back. And I, I applaud the promoters having an idea of trying to talk with their families and the groups around them and see which ways to go. I, I think some of them out there, I'm telling you, I talk to I talk to different people every day. I text with them. I, I talk to some of them on the phone. Some of them message me on Facebook. I message them, whatever the case may be. And, and I'm telling you, some of them just don't get it. 
And so, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was talking to one yesterday, and I'm pretty sure I spun him completely out, and he had to go into the pits and, you know, take a pit stop so he could figure <laughs> out what the hell he was going to do next because he had not thought of something that I had said to him. And, I mean, it just really kind of left him, you know, I, I don't know. You know, when we first, if, first, if, they, if their first response is, uh, I, I don't know, they're in trouble. i just go ahead and tell you, they are yeah. in trouble because – You've had a lot of time to sit here and think about this. And if you haven't thought about that, if you're – and I get it. You know, you talk about the stress level, man. People are thinking about their money. They're thinking about how much lease they're, you know, having to pay. They're thinking about all these things. Well, I'm not going to get this PPP or whatever, you know. You know. Right. Listen, is your wife going to keep her job? Is your right. kid going to start back to school? It, how do you is, teach is, your kid? Is my right? mom like, going mean, to get coronavirus? Things. You know, is my you know, mother-in-law going to get coronavirus? Is who, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, I think about that every day. I actually was telling my wife earlier that I think I'm going to kill my sister. I'm not 100% sure. I probably shouldn't have said that on here because when I do, I wouldn't have. when yeah. I do, you know, it's going to be, you know, because yep. my, sis- my sister's not taking it seriously and, you know, she's around my mother and that just pisses me off. And I, and I feel that way, you know, so when I say, you know, I want to get things back open, I'm not saying that because I don't want to take things seriously because I'm, I'm taking things 100% seriously. You know, when I had practice this past weekend, you know, I'm like a nerd, man. I'm wiping everything down. I got to wipe the pen down, wipe the clipboard down. You know, I got to make sure that they don't you know if that person had it they don't give it to me they don't give it to the next guy that signs it or whatever the case may be we're we're just I, I, we're living in a different world man i i don't disagree i think that's going to be challenges you know you and i were talking earlier about everything takes twice as long <laughs> i've never had so little to do but what i have to do seems like it takes me twice as long just because <laughs> somebody's not open or Somebody's not running at this 100% production. You know what I mean? Just keep going and going. Right. For sure. For sure. And I want to I want to apologize to our listeners earlier. A couple different times uh, people were uh, beeping in on uh, the conversation here. Um, because for some reason I even used the call waiting block that I use <laughs> every time that we record this. And for some reason it did not work this time. So. Who knows why that is? Uh, maybe when we're on, uh, you know, we got multiple calls going on at one time, it doesn't work. I'm not really sure, um, but whatever. You know, this That's is uh, this Worst is raw. You know, we're, we've listen. Me, me, and Roger have uh, we spent about an hour tonight trying to figure out how to make everything work. <laughs> First, we couldn't get a microphone working with this, and then, you know, I couldn't oh, hear him. Stuff. He couldn't hear me. I mean, it was. Oh man, it was just going back and forth, and you'd think you know we'd have this down pat by my now, by now, but obviously we don't, and you know, but we're trying to. It keeps changing. Well, we're, and we're trying to add. Uh, we're, we want to add video, and we want to eventually, uh, you know, go uh, start having this live. I'm actually, you know, as much as I'm, you know, taking this seriously, and and I will take, you know many precautions uh I, i'm thinking about riding down to performance center you know and and sitting down you know i'm, I'm pretty sure we can, we can social sit, distance yeah we can sit six foot apart and uh you know just uh ha- have the show there so we can have it live you know your internet's a whole lot better than it is up here in bfe and uh you know that's ultimately what we want to do i mean we want to get back to having some live shows and uh doing some things i mean obviously you know, we, we'd like to keep this going once we get back racing. I mean, I think, you know, Roger, you know, really wants the show going. I, I really want the show going. I, I, it's entertaining. I actually, the the last show we did, no, not the last show. I wouldn't listen to that. I, I hate that anybody had to listen to that one. But the show before <laughs> that where we had uh, um, 
<laughs> Charlie Hansen from Wake County on. I actually went back and listened to that show from start to finish, and that's the first one I've listened to in a year, I think. Um, you know, and, and, and it was really good, man. I, I Really good information. Charlie brought so much to the table. I, I, I was really... Uh, really really happy to get to talk to him and man tonight ron uh delivered i mean you know every every question man he was on point i thought um and even the the eye racing thing uh you know when he started talking about it at the end man i've told you my fears i've told you what i thought uh you know right. private conversation i haven't really said that you know publicly but you know him talking about it i'm, I'm telling you I'm telling you there's something there there's something to that i mean if 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 uh you know rich daddy doesn't have to uh you know clip a race car that's not good for me and that's damn sure not good for you no right i mean we've seen the game changing years and years i don't think it matters rich dad not rich dad i, I listen if they have a race car, to they're save all money rich wherever they need case. to i don't disagree with any of that i think you know there's nobody racing that doesn't have a decent amount of money in right. one way or the other it's just that you, you can't pay for the tires every week if you don't go above and beyond. Oh, hundred percent. I, I agree with you. I agree. Well, I mean, that's that's a whole nother that's a whole nother uh, problem that I have a solution for. I, I would like to see it feed though. I, I think maybe this brings a group of young people that we may not have gotten. Right. Like that's where I, I'd like to see the the big car stuff still stay relevant. But I'd like to see what we can bring in for young kids or different people that weren't into the sport that maybe they can channel through the iRacing platforms that we can try to get some more raw talent. Yeah. And I think it does offer that, uh, you know, ability. I think that, you know, it is another avenue for people to get started in. And if it's just that, that's great. I mean, that that's, you know, if it feeds in, and that's what it's done uh, up until now. You know, this 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 whole shutdown and it going, you know, live on uh, Fox Sports 1 and NBC, that that adds a whole different dynamic. I'm, I'll guarantee you that uh, iRacing has never had this many people uh, on their platform ever before. And some, a lot of them will drop off. I mean, the, the real racers, and I hate to use that term because I'm not calling somebody that's on there not a real racer, but I mean people who drive real race cars. So let me, let me preface that so that I'm not, you know, condemning them or, you know, short, shorting them in any way. But, you know, the people who drive real race cars, they're going to fall off of that because they're going to have too much to do in the shop and, and, and all that. But I would like to see some of those guys. I mean, there's, uh, there's several of those uh, guys who uh, compete in, uh, in both the iRacing deal and the, uh, the NASCAR Heat uh, deal that they have that would make pretty good little race car drivers. I mean, if they're, you know, if they run as good as they do on there, you know, like TJ Majors and, and, you know, uh, William Byron and, and, you know, all those guys that juniors basically brought through iRacing into, um, you know, real stock car racing has, uh, you know, they've all done pretty good. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, think, I mean, I'd like to, I like, I like it from the perspective that if you're a 10 or I don't know, let's, let's just say eight to 14 or 15 year old kid, you can dabble without going in 100k right For sure. and i think that's something that we haven't seen before i think the cost of entry is really a hang up to bring new people to our sport so i'm hoping that maybe this interjects a little bit of that you know and the end game is to race at atlanta on sunday you know what i mean for them right sure i i agree with you 100 um you know i, I don't know 
I just I have so many reservations about what that'll do, and you know, Ron kind of you know me and Ron have never spoke about that before. Um, so it was just funny that you know you and I have talked about that many times, and I've told you my feelings, yeah. and he felt exactly the same way. You know, when you're when you're in this side of it, running the racetrack, you just see it. And I hate that I didn't. I meant to uh, ask Ron about uh, you know his street stock series because he's got a lot going on with that. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll have uh, you know my mini stock tour racing with him. Uh, you know, several different places over the course of this year. Um, you know, once we finally do, uh, you know, get back racing. I think everybody's plans, though. You know, I, I, every every promoter, everybody I've talked to, they got some sort of plan in mind as to what they're going to do to run races, whether they're just going to pick up their schedule or they're going to move things around or whatever they're going to do. Um, but all of them are, are like, well, I'm planning this, but you know, when are we going to be back racing? So that'll dictate that. I think there's going to be some racetracks when we open back up, they'll race weekly to try to get as many races in. I mean, Hickory's going to race weekly anyways, because they race weekly anyways, but you know, um, I think that uh, there's a lot of them that that uh, don't race weekly, that race twice a month or whatever. That's gonna go. Oh, I got to get some races in, you know. Whether that that's for NASCAR points, or if that's for the fact that they make money, or that's what they need to do to break even, or they just feel like they owe that to the racer, or I, I don't know. But it, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with with schedules and how much this gap of time that we're down is going to make racetracks that would ordinarily not go head to head how many how much of that are they going to go head to head once that happens think about just to add a different spin to it think about the the chassis builder deal it's it's going to be even behind the racetrack Right. Oh, for sure. I mean, you got to wait for a couple cars to get tore up before y'all got anything to that's it. I hate to say it that way, but that's just how the No, it's the works. truth. Um yeah, I mean uh, you know, I mean, you, you really, you really, in my opinion, you know, Performance Center, Hedgecock, uh, Torp, you know, all these chassis builders, I mean, y'all really can't really ramp things back up until a racetrack actually opens. Right. I mean, I'm sure you can sell That's a it. car here or there. Yeah, um, but it's not even just one, I don't think. Right, right. Right, because if you get one race, it's not like you can go back in and just start jamming. I think you're going to have to like the racetracks are where you're going to have to probably slowly just come online more and more and more until it just opens back up right I, i'm with you i'm with you but i i, I think that could be a long wait it uh it very well could for sure i mean <clears throat> you know but i think one good thing you got going for you and i hate to say it this way but one thing you got going for you when they do race <laughs> they've been pent up for this time they're gonna oh, go like sure. hell I mean, they're liable to really tear each other up. The first couple races could be really good. <laughs> good day. Uh, that's, you know, from a promoter standpoint, that's the good and bad of being, you know, if, you know, if you're one of the first that opens back up, you get all that carnage and all that stigma that comes along with that. You know, like Ron, you know, had his race in January and, you know, all the mini stock guys are like, man tear up some shit down here you know Oops, that's it. but you know they, i mean that's what they say you know that they're like Man, i don't know if i want to go back down there even though that can happen anywhere at any racetrack at any point in time it, it can happen and we, we all know that um before before we get out of here and we need to get out of here because we've done run way over the time that we uh intended to uh spend but ron was such a good guest you know we wanted to uh continue on with him for as long as uh as long as we can Anything, uh, anything new and exciting in your world, or uh, anything uh, that you've seen that uh, 
surprised you or you know one you you know just wanted to talk about no i i mean i think we're fortunate it, it looks like a lot of those numbers like we're close to where we should be for a peaking thing and hopefully we can try to get back on a path to normalcy and everybody's safe and we worry about the other things as they come yeah, I agree totally, and I hope that uh, <clears throat> I hope that people uh, really uh, take the time to, uh, you know, it, it, you know, once this goes away, I don't think it's coming back, and and I don't mean the virus, I don't mean that, I mean the the shutdown. I don't think that we're, I don't I don't think that we're going to have to get into that position again. So you might as well cherish the moments that you have with your family. You know, right now, take advantage of it all you can, because. Once it's gone, you're going to be back to your normal everyday hustle, and uh, you know it's going to be totally different. And I know, you know, I know. Even with that said, you know, a lot of us can't take advantage of that. Like I, when I go see my mom, like I seen my mom today, and I was standing about six or seven foot away from her, you know, walking in the other directions as I was talking. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to get near her to give, you know, if I have it, I didn't want to give it to her. Um, you know, and I know not everybody's taking that approach, but uh, you know, I think that many are. And uh, many have taken this seriously, and, you know, so I know you can't take advantage of it that way, but, you know, everybody's kind of in, you know, stuck at home with their family, and I hate to use the word stuck, but, um, you know, they're kind of, you know, at home with their family, and they should take advantage of that all they can. I uh, I completely agree. I, I walked out of the house today and got in the van, and I heard some lady walking down the road on her phone, and she was talking about how she could understand how everybody was going to get divorced. During this. <laughs> and I was wheezing laughing. I got, I got in the car and I called my wife right away. And I said, man, I got three to one that Bill and Judy get divorced in the next little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's definitely going to be, uh, the, the divorce rate's going to be pretty high after this, I think. So they better get all the, uh, they better get all the social distancing things out of the way so they can all get in the courthouse <laughs> there together. Um, so they can get, uh, get rid of one another. Cause I mean, it's tough, man. I mean, I, I don't, I, my, I can say this, and I and I know I'm in a minority when I say this. I I am not really around my wife any more now than I was before. You know, we been together. You know, spending most. You know, being in the same business, even though you know sometimes she she has other things to do. Sometimes I have other things to do. Being in that same you know realm all the time. You know, we're around each other a lot more than most couples. So, really hasn't changed. I cuss her out just as much now, and she cusses me out just as much now as as she did before. Um, you know, so nothing's really changed there, but I can't imagine the couples who are apart, you know, eight, 10 hours a day, every day. And now they're with each other that long. I, I, it'll be, uh, uh, the amount of, uh, you know, abuse that's probably taking place, you know, um, (laughs) is probably pretty bad right now. And I hope not. I'm sure it is. And I hate, I hate that. I'm going to, I I know, but I did see that, uh, I drove by Walmart today while I was out. Had to uh, go get some uh, work done on my my van, and uh, I, while I was out, I, I drove by Walmart, and I'm I'm pretty sure that the stimulus checks have hit a lot of places because man, there was a lot of TVs flying out the door when I went by there today. Yeah, I uh, heard from some people that they definitely did. Yeah, I, I you know, and, and and you know, it's funny. I think you know, mine didn't. I just want to be clear, my <laughs> mine didn't, but definitely some did. Well, you know. 
Yeah, you're you probably have to wait for the millionaire's version. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying. I'm the one gets nothing. I'm just saying. No, they probably got one for the millionaires. You'll probably get a million and a half dollars. You know, for your stimulus, that's about no, equal to twelve hundred dollars so. to us peasants. You know. I don't. I don't think that's the way it works. <laughs> but I, I just hope the money gets to the places that it's needed, and I hope people try to use it for the right things. And you know, it's a bad thing to say as a as a race car guy but i hope people do things that definitely benefits their families or puts them in a better position to endure through this well you know while i agree with you um I do, it, we, we know it won't happen but, well, but at that's the same what i hope t- at happens. the same time what is what does stimulus mean it is to stimulate the economy yeah you can't stimulate the economy by paying your bills and Listen, I'm not advocating (laughs) for people to go to Walmart and buy TV and, you know, all that. But I'm just saying you cannot stimulate the economy by paying bills. Bottom line. Well, you maybe not can stimulate it, but you can keep it from imploding. Well, I mean, mean, if one guy doesn't pay one and doesn't pay the next and doesn't pay the next before long, we got (laughs) to. Listen, when this is when this is all over with, there's gonna be a lot of people with their lights off. I'm gonna go ahead and tell. You. I don't disagree. Because they I wish all I could think, say otherwise, but they I don't all think disagree. they're getting power for free right now, and that is not the case <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, oh, well, I, I think we've used up enough uh, enough of people's time today. Hopefully, uh, you guys enjoyed uh, listening to Ron. Um, you know, I would say we'll be back tomorrow, but as proven by the last episode that we had three days ago, uh, when I said we'd be back tomorrow, we probably won't be back tomorrow. But maybe now that I'm saying that we probably won't, we actually will. You never know. I mean, it's just, you know, I think, you know, Tuesday, I think you were busy. I think I was busy. I think, you know, we just kind of were going in different directions. Um, you know, and of course for me, if I leave my house, I got to go 473 miles to, you know, find, you know, sunshine. Um, so, you know, if I leave, I'm probably not uh, coming back in time to uh, do anything. So, but, uh, I guess that'll, uh, that'll do it for tonight's show. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in and appreciate you uh, being on with us, uh, you know, we, with me, Roger. Um, you know, I really, in, really enjoy, I think, uh, I think people, uh, like hearing from the different aspects that we bring, you know, from my media and promotion experience to, you know, you're being in the race car side of things and building race cars and working on race cars and all that. I think people, from what they tell me anyways, the, th- the three people that listen actually, uh, seem to enjoy it. So, you know, as long as, as long as, uh, Thomas Bean and, uh, Boo Carlisle and Tyler Williams are enjoying it, I guess everything's good. <laughs> I, I just want people to. Drop us a comment on something that you'd like to hear. So maybe there's somebody we're not thinking of. And I'm surprised at how difficult it's been to kind of get guests in this. People just aren't – well, we know because it's taken us an hour to get ready before this. But right. it's it's more of a production than, than one would think. Well, I mean, I just hate that you just opened the door. Tom, as soon as Thomas Bean listens to this, he's going to message me and go, hey, man, this is what well, I want to It doesn't matter. We can show. still choose who, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we always end up giving him hell every episode, but, you know. That's all right. He, I, I think he deserves He lurks in the chat. That's right. That's right. All right, uh, guys, thank you uh, for listening, and uh, hopefully we'll be back whenever we're back, and we'll uh, be sure to post it and let you know. Thanks, guys.